Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the RIP Tour. As you can probably tell by the title, today we are going to be reviewing the brand new experience from Orlando, Scream and Stream. I have to say that slowly there because I always say it the wrong way around because I get tongue-tied so easily. It's Orlando's newest socially distant drive through haunt. And we did, we were lucky enough to get invited to the media night. Unfortunately, I am stuck in the UK. Luke was at work, so we sent Tim and Brady. So, Tim Brady. Hello. Hello. I was going to say also Luke's here as well, so I think me and you Luke are just going to be taking a a bit of a backseat on this one. Yeah, I'm just here to listen. Have fun, guys. <laughs> so well I thought I thought I would tell tell a little bit about the event. I've got the, the website up here before before we get our review from Tim and Brady. So like I mentioned, it is a drive-through event. They also do a friendly trick-or-treat trail with contactless candy, and they also do a, a scary drive-through experience. Which, which is the one that uh, Tim and Brady went to. Um, you can do the family trick-or-treat drive, which is for kids and families, starting at $56 per vehicle, which is which I think is really good value. And the adult drive-through home is also $56 per vehicle. Um, so again, if you split that, you know, with a car full of five people, it, it's working out pretty cheap. And they also announced, I think it was last week or the week before, they're doing a, a Black Light Nights Walk on the Road and that's $25 per person. So instead of driving, you will actually be walking. And I think it's really cool that a portion of the proceeds also go to the Second Harvest Food Bank. Um, they, they, I don't know if you guys have noticed on Twitter, but they keep posting how much donations that they've sent. Uh, yeah, they keep posting out, you know, uh, however much money they're sending. You know, there's been a couple posts. I've seen like almost 200 here, another 100 here. So, which is pretty fantastic. It, it, it is considering, you know, 2020 is the the absolute curveball year which which nobody was expecting um and for you know one of the one of the brand new horns to be doing something like that i think things really cool so yeah. guys so you got to go to to the media night it was our first media night so thanks guys for inviting us out so why don't you you tell us about your experience well then so um we were actually unsure if it was going to really be held because that day it was storming pretty much all day um, and I guess basically they'll run with rain. It's when the lightning hits, uh, that's when they have to shut everything down. Uh, so we got lucky. We got there. Um, it is at a, uh, airboat place, Boggy Creek, if I'm not mistaken, out in the middle of the woods in Kissimmee. And when I tell you like out in the middle of the woods, we were driving there and I was like, I think we are in our own horror movie driving out here. Cause it was just right. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, we pulled in first and parked, and we went into the uh, to the like it was like a courtyard uh, where they had uh, the Fog Queen. You can meet the Fog Queen. She does a show that's you know there. Uh, there's also food and drink and and, and some merch to buy. Uh, they a couple scare actors just walking around. Uh, there's some, you know, things for the kids. There's like a big spider. There's some like cardboard, uh, or wooden cutouts where you could put your face in and take some pictures. Um, so it was cool. I think overall, this event is really aimed at families, um, after going through this, uh, but you know, still, still a lot of fun. So then we got back in the car and we had to wait in this line and basically they just, you know, checked you in. And then, you know, once you get to the front of the line, you get into the place and then you have to pull up to where their attendant is, and the attendant basically just goes over all the rules. You know, if you have the windows down, you got to wear a mask. 
there's a radio station that's connected into uh, the whole event as you're going through it. You know, basically, you know, three miles an hour. Uh, they have traffic lights basically at each little like scene. So once it says, you know, once it goes to red, you stop at red, green, then you move on to the next uh, episode or scene, if you will. Um, you know, so the actual like drive through thing, you I'm not going to give too many spoilers because I'm sure a lot of people in this community that would be listening to this are going to check it out this year. But basically you pull up. Uh, their big advertising that most people saw, you drive through like a screen into the movie. It's supposed to be like driving into a slasher movie. So that's pretty cool. It looks nice. There's some sick black light on it and that kind of stuff. It pops. There's also a sweet little like cinema sign saying that the movie's playing that you're about to drive through. And then so you get in there and, you know, it's a it's similar to HHN if you want to say that in the fact that there's different scenes throughout the drive like you would have different rooms throughout a house so they really do a good job at like telling a story as you drive down this path which i thought was pretty cool dad you want to elaborate on that um you know again not to give away too much but you know the scare actors definitely make this event you know they're the ones going hard at it um they're all into it you know acting out their scenes and their lines um, you know, we even got to, there was one scene where it's a worker that's just, you know, talking with us and just saying, Hey, I just need you to, you know, hold up here. You know, at first we were like, okay, cool, whatever. And then, you know, just started talking to us. And then, you know, all of a sudden you realize this person's actually part of the show and, you know, things happen. Uh, so it was kind of cool. You know, there's comedy in it. There's a dude that like basically is walking back and forth with a wheelbarrow and literally just giving like one liner dad jokes. Um, so that's pretty funny. <laughs> um, you know, it, like the whole experience is about 20 minutes long, uh, from like, once you start, uh, getting the directions and then, you know, driving through, it's not super long. Uh, like I said, there was, uh, some crazy storms and stuff that, you know, earlier in the day, I think there was some things that were probably missing and some stuff that I heard that had gotten damaged. Um, so I'm not sure if it was a full, full event, uh, or run through that we had due to the weather uh, because it seemed like on the back end there wasn't really a lot of stuff there um, like the first half of the drive was great there was just you know scene after scene after scene and then the back half it just kind of there was a little emptiness if you will uh, so I don't like I said I don't know if that was a full a full run or not um, but again scare actors did a great job uh, I you know $56 for a car seems expensive, but, you know, if, again, if you're splitting it with, you know, three, four or five people or whatever, you know, it's really not that bad. Um, but think about it this way. You are basically donating to feeding the hungry and the scare actors are getting paid. This isn't a volunteer event. So a lot of these people that are working here were probably, you know, scheduled to work at HHN. Um, so for, for these guys to come in and step in and make this event and be able to give, uh, people some jobs for the uh, Halloween season and also donate at the same time. Uh, Super, super fantastic. And, you know, and kudos to that. Um, Yeah. Do I think this is a super scary event? No, not at all. I think, like I said, I think this, it almost feels like it's more family oriented, uh, which is still fun. I mean, anything Halloween and spooky is just great. doesn't matter what it is. If it's like super scary, you know, don't go in thinking this is going to be an HHN event because it's not. Um, But for what it is, and what they've done and what they've able to like 
you know put through and the, the work and effort i think they've done a very very good job uh on having a different option this year for halloween you know and doing a drive through through haunt and i don't know if you saw um i know gary you had mentioned like the trick-or-treating so when you trick-or-treat from the car have you seen how they do it yeah i did um watch watch a video and i think it's really cool and it it's thinking outside of the box because I'm, i imagine trick-or-treating isn't going to be a big thing this year and i think i think they've really hit a home run with this one um so why, why don't you explain it a bit tim yeah. do you want to explain this braid all right, Bray's just, he's too busy over here. Um, so basically, they've got this like long, long tube. And basically, were they balls that they filled? It's like a clear, what you would get like from an arcade with a prize in, isn't it? Yeah, like Gary's saying, like something that would come out of like a dispenser or something. Okay, that's what I thought. So basically, it's a six foot tube. And they basically, you know, take that ball and they just run it down the tube into the car for the kids, which I think is, I mean, the kids are going to love it. That's just fun. You know, and then it's just another surprise. They get to open up the, you know, the ball and see what's in it. Candy, toys, who knows? Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's, that's really cool. Um, so I did, I did, obviously I've got the website still up here and there's, the, the, there's like a few different options that the, the offer, they do the family one that you've just mentioned called the drive brew, drive boo trick or treat, um, where the whole family will enjoy a socially distanced trick or treat along a one mile road, meet friendly characters, enjoy fun Halloween music, and most importantly, contactless candy, which you've just explained. Um, that is price per car. They do the night at the dying, which you guys did, and slowly drive your car straight into a horror movie, like Brady explained. Yeah. This is a 25-minute experience along a 1.2-mile dark forest road with live performers, scenic props, lighting, and audio. Um, again, this is price per car. They also do the 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 Fog Queen meet and greet, which you've just said, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but this is something I didn't know that they did, and they do a haunted airboat nighttime tour, <laughs> which to me would absolutely terrify me being on an airboat in yeah. like Bogey Creek in the middle of the night. And it says learn, especially when there's alligators out there. Yeah, and the the description here is learn ghost stories and urban legends of the lake as you take a twenty minute airboat ride, witness dangerous nocturnal wildlife, the only haunted airboat attraction in Florida. Imagine sitting on an airboat in the middle of a swamp with live alligators, listening to ghost stories. That to me sounds terrifying. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but overall, I mean, I didn't get to go to this event, but hats off to to um, Scream and Stream for for doing this. You know, most people have just said no to, to Halloween events. Um, these sure, guys didn't sure. they thought of something out of the box. Um, they've made a safe safe event for people to go to. Like you say, it's not going to be Halloween Horror Nights. I don't think we'll get anything that com- compares to to a hundred percent ran Halloween Horror Nights. But you know, I'm, I'm pulling up some of the. Um, the stuff off the website here, and they've even got a whole page on, on, on safety. And at the very top, it says, we take safety scary seriously. Um, so a little fun pun, but they've just got a whole, a whole you know, list list of things here. Like um, performers will never be in the road with your vehicle. Right. Um, no one will approach your vehicle unless you are parked up. Performers will not uh, approach your vehicle. Uh, do approach your vehicle will be Ben Masks. Correct. Um, we will occasionally ask you to stop and park, like you said, using the traffic light system. Um, there's no excessive weaving required because they're asking you here to not use your headlights to keep it, you know, the, the ambience. Um, there's no strobe lighting or fog, you know, for safety again. And they've got road rules as here as, as all drivers, you know, need to, did you have to present your driver's license, Tim? 
No, but the the big deal is that um, if you started, if you had a drink, they would put a wristband on you. Then basically, if you were to drive up, they would tell you you can't go through because you can't have that wristband because they know you've been drinking. Right, which again, you know, that's that's really cool. Another thing of everybody's safety. Yep, exactly. Um, and, and on the website, you know, I'll, I'll leave it in the in the description for the show. But there's a whole page on the on the safety, which again, 2020 is all about safety this year. So sounds like you guys had a, had a good time. So thanks to to them for inviting us out. Something different, isn't it? For sure. Well, what about you, Gary? Gary, you uh, you you went to another event as well across the pond there. I did. I didn't think I was going to get anything like Halloween wise this year, um, but the opportunity came up for me to visit Alton Towers. You know, it's the 40th year anniversary. Um, and they have an event called Scarefest. Again, I've, I've never been to a UK haunt before. Um, and I was pleasantly su- surprised. It was a three and a half hour drive. So we had to set off at like uh, 6.30 in the morning. Um, it is a whole resort with, I think, two, three hotels and the theme park and a water park. Um, so they do have a monorail system. However, the monorail system wasn't like operating due to the pandemic. So it was a half an hour walk from the car park to the main gate, which was just absolutely crazy. Um, but we got to the front um, and the park, like sort of, it's called Tower Street, which I suppose is like Main Street or the entrance to Universal. It just reminded us of, you know, SeaWorld when it's all decorated for Halloween. Um, it was full of pumpkins. Um, it's more catered towards younger people, I think. They had a trick-or-treat trail. And they had some live shows and that sort of stuff on. Um, but they also had four um, scare mazes. There was one of them, which was for kids, which I think is really cool. That was added this year. Um, but you could buy a, a three maze ticket for £22, which is the one that I got. Um, but you have to have your, your park entrance on top. Um, so do you guys want to hear what the mazes were? I sure do. And I also want to say that I think uh, this park sounds really cool because... You said it's hidden and it's like in the middle of the woods. Yep. So again, this was was our first time um, and we, we pulled off the motorway, which is, is the highway for you guys. Um, and it took us long. Uh, you know, you've seen photos of, that I've sent you, Tim, of like our country roads over here. Yeah. Um, and they're all like winding tight roads up hills and sharp turns and stuff. And I'm saying to Becca, I can't see a theme park anywhere. <laughs> and and we we pulled up and saw the, the big arches, welcome to Alton Tower. And I was like, Where's the heck? Where the heck's all the rides? Um, and it's in the middle of like this sort of valley. Um, and when I when I got speaking to somebody, they said that the residents weren't very happy that the theme park was getting built there because it's in the middle of the English countryside. Um, so the whole park is sort of built downwards. Um, apparently they can't build anything above tree level. So it's really clever because when you look at some of the roller coasters, one of them, Oblivion, actually goes underground. Um, so it's a vertical drop which goes straight under the ground um, and, you know, and I sent you guys some of the pictures of the roller coaster so instead of having really really high peaks like some of the ones like Mako um, and then the, maybe the new Velocicoaster at Universal they have absolutely crazy you know corkscrews, banks, turns that sort of thing um, but it, it's crazy because the, in the middle of the theme park there's like castle ruins um, which I, again I sent you pictures of and I posted it on, on our Twitter and one of the haunted houses was actually inside of the castle so that was really really cool I think that's sick like an actual haunted house in a castle yep yeah, it was like like even just queuing up 
Um, you know, I, I was sending you Snapchats and stuff and yeah. waiting inside the castle grounds to go inside a haunted house where, that was themed to a castle in an actual castle was just, you know, because uh, as much as I love Horror Nights, it's, it's all a facade. It's all, sure. you know, it's all a fake building. This was actually inside of a real castle. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So that, that takes us to the first house, which we went to. It was called The Attic, Terror of the Towers. And the description is, around here, people talk about the governess, how she's haunted by the death of her young charges, and how she wants revenge, and how she'll take it by seizing the spirits living in retribution. They say her ghost haunts the attic. Um, and this actually was in the attic of the tower. Once you walk through the entrance, um, you're in sort of this, you know, like a castle sort of fire. But then you have to walk up three flights of stairs to actually get to the attic. Um, but it's really cool how they've done it this year for the social distancing. Um, you just go in, 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 in your groups of your party. But you go to like a pre-show where there's a guy, like a, a scare actor, and he's basically telling you stories and character. And that's basically a way for the party in front of you to go through the house separate so it's not like a conga line it's like pulsing so whilst the other person's going through the house you're getting told the the pre-show story and so you got to hear the story of the tower of the terrors and then you get sent through and so obviously you go up the flight of stairs and you're in the attic and it is basically it gives us a a real vibe of um what was that vampire house was it hive where that was sort of like in a derelict house yeah it gives us that it gives us that sort of vibe so um you know the governess has, has taken over all the, all the stuff so there's like some of the scare actors were like dolls there was sacrificed dolls cut up on a table there was voodoo dolls um there was doll houses and there was just loads of stuff inside the attic and then you go down the stairs and you had you were in like this um sort of a room where where it was like a um sort of reception room and it had a huge fireplace and you actually had to like dip your head and when you walked through the fireplace it was actually hot it must, it must have been blown hot air to give you that sensation of you walking through the fire. Um, and then once you were in the fire, it was just red strobe lights all the way through with people popping out left, right, and center. It was such like a good... I wasn't expecting that at all for like a UK horn, but it was really, really good. Yeah, that sounds like super in-depth. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish I could have recorded in the houses, but they didn't They didn't let you. Um, oh, so, yeah. but the, and the only downside of that event is you can only run the houses once. So once you've once you've done the house, that that's it. You can't go back. So I can't. Oh dang! I know it's impossible to take in all the details with just one run. So it's a little vague, but I'm trying my best. Yeah. So the next house which we went to was which was actually my favourite was um it's called Altonville Mind Tours. Apparently this is a returning house. Um so this is the description: the skin snatchers we call them outcasts of their whole family. Rumours are they lived in that old mine. It's deep and dark and damp. Inside gives you the proper shivers. Just recently, some fool reopened it for tours. Be careful. They say those skin snatchers have a secret too horrifying for words. And uh, this house was actually terrifying. Um, It gave me... Have you seen the movie My Bloody Valentine? Oh, yeah. It was was basically like that because you were inside of of a mineshaft. Nice. Um, in this this house is actually in the basement of the castle, so you had to walk down a little ramp to go in. So it give you the sensation of you actually walking into a mine shaft. Um, it was very cramped. It, obviously, I'm not very tall, but I'd imagine a tall person would would almost be touching the ceiling. They had the wooden supports set up, but 
the corridors in here were that tight that your shoulders were pretty much touching each wall. Um, oh, and they had like they had miners suits hung up, so sometimes you had to walk sideways. But the the miners suits had scare actors in, so they, they would look like they were hanging, but Ooh. one of them would move, and it was a scare actor. Um, in one point in the house, you had to actually crouch, so you were like like crouched oh, down dang. walking. Um, so even for me, who I'm only like five foot seven, I had to crouch, um, sort of bend down to walk part, like through this bit. And as you were walking through, there were scare actors swiping like the hands like in front of you and stuff from, from like ankle height. Um, and whoo boy, that that was that oh, house to God. me would not look out of place at Halloween Horror Nights. I thought it was really really well done. Um, it was just cramped and it just made us feel anxious because of how tight it all was claustrophobic yeah no thanks yeah and like the sound design and i mean the scare actors couldn't because i heard that before that the scare actors could touch you before covid at that park oh yeah um so like they could grab you and that sort of stuff but obviously this year the con so they did all have masks on which i thought was cool but it did take away from some of the scares but um oh, yeah. some, some pretty good ones also can but i just last... say my bloody valentine great movie underrated yeah <laughs> Yeah, Maybe I love that ahead, movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last house we did, which I thought would be the best, because this was actually an outdoor maze, and this is new for this year at Alton Towers, and it's called Freakshow Toxic Junkyard. And the description is, after being haunted and chased away, the last of the Freakshow psycho clowns have gone into hiding, plotting their next big show. Uh, what for years appeared to be an old junkyard actually hides the secrets that turns townies into evil carnies. Dare you volunteer to help stop their evil plan? Um, so this house was it reminded us of um, carnival. Is it was it carnival Con- games? Carnival graveyard. Carnival graveyard. Yes, that's yeah, it. graveyard games. Oh yeah, I mixed yeah, those up enough. <laughs> it's it's sort of it sort of reminded us of that. It was full of neon and it had a lot of UV. Um, unfortunately, it was like raining with and with it being outdoor. Um, being an outdoor maze, I, I think some of the scare actors had went in, so they weren't oh. actually performing. So the, the first half of the house, I was sort of seeing where scare actors would be positioned, but I didn't get to see any of them, if that made sense. But the yeah. second half of the house, there was eight scare actors, and each one of them had a chainsaw inside the house. Whoa. <laughs> and, oh, boy, I've never been so close to a chainsaw ever. <laughs> so when I got back to the car... um the RIP to our Twitter account had a DM and I opened it and one of the scare actors was in that house and that's who DM'd the page. Nice. Saying that he recognized uh, me going through and that's, I'm assuming that's why he got so close with the chainsaw. Um, <laughs> but I, I honestly thought I was about to be decapitated because of, I felt the heat of the <laughs> engine so close to my face that actually made me jump backwards. Oh my God. Um, so the second half of that house made up for like the lack of scare actors, but it was really cool because it was just like a junkyard, but it was all painted in like neon colors and they had UV lights and there was a section of it, which had like a sort of bubbles blown all over. So you couldn't really see where you were going. And in that maze, they made use of um, sounds. So the scare actors would like bang hammers and stuff on all the junkyard metal and stuff, which would give you pretty, pretty good jump scares without having to get too close to you. Um, but unfortunately, that that probably ranked third. Um, and I think, again, if I could have got another run through it, I would have had to pay again. But if I, if I could have got another run through when it wasn't raining, I think that, that would have moved yeah. up. Yeah. 
but they did have a, a kids one which I didn't get to go through. Well, I say kids, it was for like ages ten and up, um, and this was new and it's called Darkest Depths and it had like a, a pirate of the Caribbean theme, um, but again I didn't get to go through that. But they also have um, I don't know if you guys have heard of, of the dungeons. It's like an attraction around the UK. There's one in London, one in York. Um, Alton Towers has its old dungeon as, as well, which actually is part of the castle. Um, and apparently they have they have sort of some Halloween event in there as well. Mm. Um, and they also had like a it was Halloween themed, but it was more for families. It was like a because obviously Alton Towers is, is built around a whole big castle, so they had like the castle grounds and stuff. Um, they had they have this huge garden with um like an old show pavilion and stuff, and they had lit it all up with lights and stuff, and it had like uh ghost sounds hidden in the trees and that sort of stuff. That was a nice Ooh. little, little cool Speaking thing. But it was it was worth it. I did I did have an absolute blast. I just wish I could have got to go through the houses again. I don't. I mean, I, I would have rather paid an upcharge and been able to go through the houses more than once. Um, because twenty two pound. To go through three houses once, eh. but it was good. They had rides in the dark. The park was open late, um, but with the rain and it being the first opening weekend, um, we hardly got to go on any rides. I did want to get on Wicker Man in the dark, which is their wooden coaster um, that spits fire. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, I'll have to say I'll have to send you a picture. Oh, yeah. um, like it has, it's like it's a wooden coaster with flames coming out of it, basically around around nice. the facade. Hey, wooden um, fire! That sounds like a good combo. I know. I was really <laughs> excited to get on that, but um, unfortunately, I couldn't because of how it was like an eighty-minute wait all day. Oh, jeez. Um, we do all plan on going back, um, but yeah, overall, it was a, a really good day. Yeah, it sounds so like I, a lot of fun. I left the house at six thirty in the morning, and I didn't get back until twenty minutes past midnight. <laughs> Dang, that's a good day. Yeah, yeah. I walked. I did twenty thousand steps, and I walked nine mile. Nice. <laughs> Did you so, wait yeah. an hour? Did you wait an hour to get a picture of the flames coming out of this roller coaster? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Damn you! I'm upset because I wanted to take more pictures, um, but we had to leave at like 8 p.m. because of the three and a half hour drive back. Um, so I think if we do go next year, I might grab a hotel that way I can experience the park later and possibly stay nice. closing and you know get some see it more in the dark. Because when we left at 8 p.m., we did the garden walk and it just rained nonstop. I was absolutely soaking. Oh, um, so I did record a vlog, but the footage is all spotty because I didn't get the camera out when it was raining. So gotcha. It's just how it is, unfortunately. Oh yeah, It'd be what it be. So anything else you want to add? Any any questions? Any <laughs> questions? <laughs> <laughs> no? no, man, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. It just feels good to get in the shroud, doesn't it? Yeah. Sure does. Yeah, so that's it, guys. Um, again, you can follow us at RIP to our podcast on in- Instagram and Twitter. It's just a, a short little short let you know what we've been up to. Again, Tim and Brady went to the um, Screaming Stream, and I went to Alton Tower Scarefest. Luke went to work. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Luke. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I, think, I think Luke got the raw deal on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but we do have another we do have another show coming out soon um, where we talk about, where, where Luke and Tim talk about Halloween Horror Nights Light. Um, so, yeah. So, Luke will get to talk a little bit more on that one. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. You know, so that's nice it, guys. Yeah, sometimes it is. I mean, I got to listen at the Horror Nights one, so yeah. take turns. Well, that's that's yeah. going to wrap it up, guys. Unless you've got anything else to add. Nope. No, All sir. good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's it, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye.
Bye. Bye.